getting into some more of the teaching here with our general manager, Ray Haynes, from Passover to the Cross, Crosswords, and uh, we're making our way through a list of, we've had 10, so this will be the 11th, and we can tell you've been spending a lot of time in Hebrew, because now there's significance to the number 11 in the number, (laughs) in the name, in the crossword. In English. It's the clues in English. Right, but you're you're doing the playing off the number and, and, Uh you know. Going deep for us. Oh, no, so, no, no, so the eleventh hour? No, no. Well, that's a good guess. Okay, now that I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I guess so. So the tabernacle and the temple were built for one reason, right? Host mm-hmm. God's holy presence safely behind the veil without destroying the people who are not holy. When Jesus, the Lamb of God, taught you earlier, the Pesach, the shala- said Shalom and breathed his last, the veil was forever removed. He made us his temple, brought us Shalom, peace, the hope of intimacy, and this is where. The Seder comes in. We talk about Passover Seders. We have an invitation to take advantage of that intimacy to sit with Jesus around a dinner table, eating foods that all tell stories about Jesus. It's, mm. it's amazing about what he's done for us, about what he means to us. It's the testimony meal. Yeah, in modern day, we have Jesus' chicken from Chick-fil-A. Well, but you, this you is, could even eat Ch- Chick-fil-A, y- sure. Yeah, this, be is, fine. <laughs> this is Jesus' food right Passover here. with Chick-fil-A, you can do that. That's <laughs> when, By the way, you can have lots of other foods at your Passover dinner. It's a dinner, so it's mm-hmm. just, these items are extras, if you will, or the centerpiece, but you can have other foods, just not pork, obviously. Uh, you're right. That would be very bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the reason for all this, that's why you everything you hear, see, taste, touch, and smell at a Passover Seder is Haggadah. It's telling the story, mm. his story. You can even set a place at the table for Jesus. That's cool, too. So on the table are the Seder elements mentioned in Scripture, and that's what we use to tell the Pesach story of Jesus, Yeshua. All the Seder elements are the ancient shadows that are pointing to the cross. The first two elements are things that are removed, and the first one is the crossword, which we said is the num is the number eleven, right? And I said the clue is there, but it went right over your head. Yes, it did. The clue is eleven. Ah, eleven, eleven. Get it? Ah, uh, was that painful? And the spelling of the number. Uh, I can't give you the whole. Clue. I know. I got Just you. Just trying now. to help you. There. I'm getting there. Now. Okay. <laughs> okay. First two elements: leaven and work. So. Uh, the crosswords, of course, are words that re- relating to Passover that he used to point us to the cross. So first thing you do at Passover Seder, or on Passover, uh, apart from choosing the lamb, is you remove leaven, that's yeast, or bread. For seven days, you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your house. That's the verse, houses. You remove all of it from your house during the day, which have been... Uh, really would have been yesterday that then that evening you eat the Passover meal. So technically the, the last supper would have been last night and tonight would be the the other one, the other Passover feast. But either way, yesterday really would have been the day you would have been focused on getting rid of the leaven. So leaven is a symbol that's not present. But that fact makes it very present because you, know, you who doesn't like bread in their meal, right? So why do we remove the leaven? Well, Jesus was without sin. But there's more to that shadow than that. In Exodus 12, the instructions for Passover say, Every man shall take for himself a lamb without blemish. Jesus, the Messiah, entered Jerusalem before Pesach. He made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts and said, Stop turning my father's house into a market. He was removing the leaven. Mm. Now, how do we apply this today in our homes? Well, 
you, me, or I, we may not be the only one not eating leaven. We may be the only one in the house not eating leaven. So throwing everyone's bread away is not going to go well for you. So don't get bogged down in the old letter of the law. You may not be able to remove leaven that belongs to others. The point is to remove the leaven in you. That's kind of the whole focus. It's the, it's the outward focus. But I do recommend that you, you learn to take this next week and go without leaven. Get rid of all the breads, apply in different meals. There's lots of things. You can eat Mexican every day. I don't know. There's, there's no leaven typically. You got uh, tacos and those kind of things. There's many other things you could eat during this week uh, that don't have leaven in it. And so it helps you to take this week and it teaches you a lot. Okay, second thing. You remove leaven and then you remove work. Mm-hmm. The day after Passover, the night of that begins Passover, which is literally tonight, you is a Sabbath. So you remove work. This seven-day feast of unleavened bread represents our walk through life. So the first day and the last day are Sabbath. So what's the story with that? Well, Romans 117, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from First to last, everything points to Jesus. See, we're the problem and we can't fix ourselves. So we repent of our sins, leaven, and rest in him. So you're removing work. And why do you take Sabbaths? Why do you do that? It it points you to him. Okay, next, we add something, and that's light, God's presence. You need candles and a lighter for a Savior. The world was dark from sin and death. Matthew 4.16 tells us the good news. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And that's number 12. Crossword number 12 is light. All right. Oh, again, those are words relating to Passover that he uses to point us to the cross. So let's tell the story of when the light came in. And in the same region, that is Bethlehem Ephrathah, where Pesach lambs were born, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, I bring you good news, a great joy, that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Christ is Messiah. The Lord, of course, is Jehovah. So, who is the Messiah, Jehovah? The Pesach lamb arrived. So that's a big moment. So when you light a candle at Passover, you're you're going back to the Christmas story. You go back to the coming of Christ. And every Sabbath and Passover, a woman has the honor of lighting the festival lights. And I bet you can figure that one out too. Why? Eve led the human race into sin, but God chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus, who would leave heaven lay down his glory and take on flesh to redeem mankind. Mm. Eve was the first to fall and the first to be redeemed. So that's kind of cool to me. Passover officially begins when you light the candles. Okay, next is the basin and towel. The Pharisees thought obeying the ceremonial laws made them better than others and too clean to touch unclean, hurting people. They did extravagant washing ceremonies in front of the people to show how clean they were But the ceremonial washing was another shadow of the Messiah who loved even those who'd become filthy. And his touch made us all clean. One of the cool things about the the old tabernacle in the temple is they would take oil and rub it everywhere. And if all you had to do is touch the oil, it would make you clean. And that's why that represents Jesus. So... Jesus got us up, got up for the meal, poured water into a basin, began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. 
So he even washed the feet of his betrayer, Judas. Mm -hmm. Now, traditionally, if you're doing a Seder, washing the hands is pouring water over each hand three times. And that's just a reminder of what he did washing feet and who he was that just a touch would make you clean that would heal you. It's very, very cool. So that's the first part of the Seder. We're going to kind of break down the things. We'll look at the lamb next. Mm. And that's another one of our crosswords. Uh, I bet. Uh, it was lamb. already there, right? It was already there. Look at you, keeping track. I'm trying. I tell you.